Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Oh, God. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shane, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride on the Deal Breakers Thursday. We'll open phone lines for you. 312 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, it happened. It happened yesterday as we were talking about what the Bears could do to make changes in the front office or the coaching staff. Luke Getze and members of the offensive coaching staff was let go. And then the press conference took place. Yesterday afternoon, security right here on ESPN 1000. So I was locked in watching all of it from the first syllable uttered by Ryan Poles to the word salad from Matt Eberflus to Kevin Warren, who's exceptionally polished behind a microphone. Found a lot of it very, very interesting. I think there were some great things that were said. If, if you don't believe that this team is... Headed in the right direction. The Bears tried to change your mind about that yesterday. And I do think they are headed in the right direction. I truly do believe that. I think that the roster is much better than where it was. Not where it has to be. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Uh, For many, they're wildly disappointed that Matt Eberflus is returning. They wanted to see president, GM, coach, quarterback all on the same track let the new coach decide what we're doing at quarterback but I am more convinced than ever after talking to people in the league and then watching a significant amount of Caleb Williams tape yesterday and the haters can call the phone I really whatever they want Mm -hmm. you're our customers love to chat it up with you we will probably agree to disagree because after watching Caleb Williams yesterday I'm more convinced than ever they're taking him at one if he passes his background checks. Well, with Matt Eberflus, let's start there. Because Matt Eberflus, if you listen to the soundbite, you, if you missed it, Cap and I will revisit some of the things that Eberflus had to say yesterday. Cap, Matt Eberflus has never sounded more empowered. His soundbites told you that someone had to be the scapegoat for the 7-10 and 10 season, and that was Luke Getze and members of the offensive coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You think about this, right? We kind of felt that way, and I was telling you about this late in the regular season, where Iberflus, either with Waddle and Sylvia or to the press, sound, didn't sound like a guy that was fired. Sound like a guy that would be able to have at least another year. And I think that this mindset of having Iberflus back, it starts with Ryan Poles, but also Kevin Warren's part of that as well. Because um, this morning, late uh, early this morning, I was listening to Kevin Warren in its entirety. I want to hear from tip to tail everything that he had to say. A lot of it was political, trying to figure out if the new Soldier Field or the new building for the Bears is going to be in Chicago or if it's going to be Arlington Heights. I heard all that talk. But, you know, 
you hear Kevin Warren, and I think this also comes from Ryan Poles as well. There's something about continuity that matters to this organization. They say they want to build it the right way. Did you notice with Kevin Warren, there was a lot of conversation about St. Louis to Minnesota, his yes. previous stops. Yes. You know, back in St. Louis, when we didn't have a good start, we were able to get to the Super Bowl in year three, or Minnesota, the way we went through all of the losing, and we were able to build it the right way, and we got a new stadium, blah, blah, blah. It just seems to me that continuity means a lot. But we go back to what Jason Leisure wrote yesterday. We were talking about it on yesterday's show. Continuity is fine if you have the right guys in place. Matt Eberflus, to me, even this morning on January 11th, does not seem like the right guy to be the head coach for the Chicago Bears. But they're moving forward, Cap, because they feel continuity is important. Okay, fine. Here's something that we didn't get to yesterday that I want to ask you about. Mm -hmm. You would think after four four hours and 15 minutes we would have gotten to this, but we did not because we were on extended yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. How do, you, how do we compare what's happening now with Eberflus? We know he's coming back. We, we are armed with the knowledge that he's returning. But how do we look at this era versus Trustman and Emery? Because with Trustman and Emery, okay, we saw, and for our younger listeners that don't remember, I mean, these two were freaking frack. These two had a lot in common. That's the kind of reason why they were put together. Emery and Trustman were verbose, had a lot to say without really saying anything. They had, they, those are two guys there that felt like they were the smartest people in the room. Mm-hmm. And they got blown out in two years. I think it was a surprise to, I think, both of us at the time. Like, oh, you're not going to continue on with this? After two years, it was done. So why? And it wasn't like the Bears had this major head coach in mind after Trustman. They just knew they had to get rid of both of those guys immediately. It just wasn't working. But what about this era? When you have these head coaches, and it's a hell of a, uh, the list is getting longer of head coaches that you could have talked to. What's the difference? Eberflus versus Trustman, in which you made a, you could have made a change after year two here. Well, the big difference is, and this is from asking Lance Briggs as he sat in our studio or asking different people on that team that played on those teams for Mark Trustman, he had lost the room. The professionalism was gone. John Fox, as critical as I was of that hiring and still am, John Fox did fix that element of it because he's a pro. Yeah. John Fox came in there and cleaned up the nonsense, and it returned to being an NFL locker room with men in there holding each other accountable but understanding I respect the guy who's coaching the team. And so that is where Tressman and Emery failed. It had jumped the shark so badly that they had to fire both of them after two years. Get out. This thing's a mess. And then in came Fox, and in came Pace. And while they didn't win enough football games and John got fired, eventually Ryan got fired because they just didn't hit on enough personnel moves. So culture and four wins, uh, four extra wins from the season before has got Iberflus back in the job. Apparently, it sounds like. like I, watching him yesterday, I've never seen a man, and again, he's a good person. I know people who have a relationship with him that yeah. played golf with him and said, dude, he's a really good guy, just a good person. If he was your neighbor, you'd be like, yeah, my neighbor's the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Not a great football coach, but he's the nicest guy in the world. I've never seen a man sit up there. Almost like an out of body experience while they're discussing. Did you talk to Jim Harbaugh? Uh, why are you bringing him back? And he's just sitting there. And then when he's asked questions, he just doesn't give you anything of substance. Nothing. Whereas Poles, Poles is really getting good in that part of his job. 
The roster's gotten better, and he sits there. What about Jalen Johnson? Jalen's going nowhere. Like, there's not, <laughs> well, we'll talk to him. No, Jalen's going nowhere. Awesome. Love it. He's our best cornerback. Love that he's going to be here. But after watching <laughs> tape last night, I just, I don't see how you pass on Caleb well, Williams. Let's get back to the joke that you just told, because mm-hmm. I think that's important. The, the joke that you sold, like, the out-of-body experience. Yeah, I, I don't think I can remember a time where, hey, you know, Uncle Joe is at the table for dinner. And at the table, out loud, you know, Uncle Joe's a drunk. You know he's the worst in the family, right? He's right. got the jug of three X's. You can't bring him around every other people because Joe's the worst. And ultimately, you got a Mark Potash and others asking questions about other coaching candidates. And, and, and Eberflus sitting right there. Correct. It wasn't the like a Paul's one-on-one here. Right. In the room. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, so I know Matt's there, but I mean, Jim Harbaugh, did you talk to him about the head coaching job for the Chicago Bears with the Chicago Bears coach sitting right there next to the GM? The one thing I would say if Ryan Poles had asked me, he didn't ask me, but if he had said, hey, what would you make sure you did? One of the first things, if not the very first thing, thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for being here. I look at this as a really good day for the Chicago Bears, and this is my football coach right here. I did not talk to anybody before you ask your questions. I did not go and talk to anyone about this job. That's my guy. Yes. It seems as though almost that uh, Poles was thrown off by the question. Like what? It's just like, you mean the, you mean the coach of Michigan? Yeah, well, I didn't talk to him. Right. <laughs> it's like, but the coach is sitting right there. Uncle Joe is at the table. How can you talk about Uncle Joe while he's still there? Correct. He's, leave, he's, he's breathing and right there at the Correct. table. That's very odd. Correct. But, I mean, but you know what? That's the hard questions that were asked by the great assembled media that cover the Bears every day. Mm-hmm. got to ask the questions because all of these plates are spinning, Cap, all the speculation. Polls knows it, too. But Iberflus, as I mentioned, seemed empowered in the sound bites, especially talking about moving on from Lugetsi. As you guys saw this morning, we made the changes, right? We made some adjustments to the offensive staff, um, and we felt that, you know, when you looked at the growth um, and the development, um, and the improvement it wasn't where it needed to be. And that's why those changes were made. We're looking forward uh, to uh, looking at and talking to and hiring a new offensive coordinator. Uh, that's going to improve our team. You know, that's going to do a great job uh, improving and being aggressive and, and doing the things that it takes to win football games. And we're looking forward to that uh, for sure. I'm glad someone asked this question about offensive identity, Cap, because I've been on this for a while about trying to distinguish trying to understand what Chicago Bears football is. And because I think that matters. Mm-hmm. You have to have an identity. You have to. You, you just don't turn the lights on so it feels like, all right, featuring the Chicago Bears. Yeah, so what are we going to see here? I don't know. Then, I mean, St. Louis was the greatest show on turf. Correct. And you know that the 85 Bears was about defense and fun and just getting after it. So what is this Chicago Bears team? And then the same thing with the identity of the Chicago Bears team. I, offensively, you know, who are you? I think you have to have an identity for sure, um, but you also have to be able to adjust. Um, you know, you have to be able to stand on something. You know, a run of the football is one of them. And I also think that being adjustable and adaptable is another one. You know, um, getting the explosives, which I think, you know, was referred to um, there, is, is obviously how you score points. That's how you score points. And, uh, again, we're going to have to continue to grow that way. Yeah, that sucks. Who are you? 
if you were the head coach of the Bears, Cap, I think that especially if you have to have a game plan in mind, mm-hmm. an identity, who are you? What's your mission statement? Correct. Well, one of them is run the football and then you know, pretty much being uh, adjustable or flexible if you can't run the football. Well, that's no identity. You got to stand for something. We, if it was my team, we come off the bus running in Chicago. You know what the climate's like here? But we also have the ability to stretch the field. We take shots down the field. We will test defenses at every level. And that's, <laughs> I mean, at least, now that in 10 seconds you told me what the Chicago Bears could be. At least there's a plan there. Now, there's no offensive identity that he just gave us right there. It's not like, what, are you going to hide it from the press? When you get on the field, people will know who you are. Mm-hmm. If you're a running team, you're a running team. That's what Lovey Smith would say. He wouldn't hide it. He goes, we come off the bus running. That's what we do. And play, and play great defense and, and also turn the ball over. They make sure that they punch the ball out. That was the Lovey Smith Bears. What about this team? See? Yeah. It, it, you make valid points. It's just... Who are you? Correct. This is going to, for people that love, like we do, to talk about the future and the moves and hot stove football and what trade can we make and who can we draft, you're going to love the next four months. Love. Yeah. For people that are tired of it, it's just its team, man. Stop pushing an agenda. I don't push agendas. I give you my opinion. Yeah. And it's, I've, I said this the other day, and I'm going to double down on it because I asked other people, am I wrong or am I right? Because Black and Abdallah, the two Libertyville boys, were firing on me on Sunday, and I was laughing in the car on the way up to Green Bay. Yeah. They kept playing me saying that Justin is the most divisive athlete in the last 25 years. Through no fault of his own. Let me say that again. Mm -hmm. Through no fault of his own. But if you post something that you think they should move on from him, that they should take Caleb Williams or Drake May or... Jane Daniels or whoever, your mentions are. Courtney tweeted it one day. Goodbye to your mentions. Yeah, because you get called some of the most vile names in the world by all the Justin Fields fans. All of them. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. That kid did nothing to deserve that. To be put in the middle of all this. That's Black and Abdallah. I don't know what he's talking about. So I asked Olin last night on our show. He said, "Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent." I asked Tyler Aki from the afternoon show. Hey, Tyler, give me an opinion. He goes, I heard all that. You're correct. And I asked Waddle. And I asked all these different. Not one of them disagreed with me. These two think that I'm nuts. I'm not imagining it. Immediately, if you post something, we did a video here at the station. We do a great job on YouTube. You should follow the station YouTube. We do a great job every day. Eric Ostrowski comes down here with the promotions team. And asks us a question, whether it's favorite Christmas cookie, do you go caroling? We did all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Bears are moving on from Justin Fields? Other than one person, was it Yurko? I think Yurko said they're keeping Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. But Waddle and Sylvie and Carm and you and I and Black and Abdo- all of us are on this video. That's just those guys pushing their agenda. What agenda? All I care about is my favorite football team wins. I don't have an agenda. If Justin's there, he's a great person. Let's go. Let's win. I personally believe you cannot leave Caleb Williams on the board. You cannot pass him. Period. Some thoughts here from Ryan Poles. I guess we're going to keep talking about fields because, yes, I know that it's a polarizing topic. But the bottom line is, is that 
even for polls, he was not committal. Here's it's it's interesting to hear polls talk about Jalen Johnson. Like, yeah, he's not going anywhere. But when it comes to the quarterback situation, uh... I have to separate it a little bit. But I absolutely love it. I mean, when you talk about building a team, I want that type of support in our locker room. I want those guys to, when they go take the field, I want them to believe in the player that they have at that quarterback position. I want them to believe into the person to the right and to their left. So I absolutely love that. Um, any decision, uh, I got to take the emotion out of it and, and, and look at the, the whole whole deal there. Yeah, what about that fifth-year option for Justin Fields? No, like I said, I'm gonna. we got time before we got to do that. So there's a lot of phases there. And, uh, again, we'll, we'll make the best decision. You know you have the number one pick this year, and uh... – you know what are you going to do with it? We are going to turn every to- every stone to make sure that we are going to make a sound decision for our organization. Um, I did think Justin got better. Um, I think he can lead this team, um, but at the same time, there's a unique situation where I have to look, and our staff has to look at everything, um, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, I mean, not committal on Justin Fields, and Correct. so and so. Here, here's the point. Here's the bottom line for me. The bottom line is that. I think it's pretty clear that there are Justin Fields fans and then there's some Bears fans. And you can understand, Cap, but at least there's passion, you know? Whether there's name-calling or being personal, whatever, at least that there is a feeling of passion for the Chicago Bears, which I think we all win with that. For our, for our listeners, for downloads, uh, for YouTube, for people that consume our Bears content, on the home of the Bears, at least there's passion for it. And people feel strongly about number one. They feel strongly about Justin Fields. And you can understand why, because they look at him and say, hey, you know what, just as much as we praise Connor Bedard with the Blackhawks just being a baby out there and trying to capture the imagination of Chicago sports fans, the same thing with Justin Fields. Still a young guy, but people support him because they want him to succeed. And guess what? We also want him to succeed, but also before Justin Fields was even born, I was a Chicago Bears fan. And what's best for the Bears is what's best for business. That's, that's the thing I look at. So you can understand the, the vitriol and the passion from Bears fans when it comes to Justin Cap. But the, the bottom line is, though, is that even the general manager is not sure. Correct. As you can, as you can hear. So you can, you can take slings and arrows at me. You know, I'm a big boy. I could take it. Yeah. But the point is, though, when it comes to Ryan Poles, He's got to make the decision. Even he is not sure what to do with the number one pick, at least not in front of everybody yet. Yeah, he may know in his heart what he's doing, keeping him or trading him. The thing is, if he comes out and says, look, we're going to do all our homework, but we're probably moving on, he cuts his own legs off in trade talks. Sure. Oh, you don't think he's good enough? All right, I'll give you a fifth-round pick. No, 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 I need a lot more than that. Well, you said he's not good enough. Why should I give you more? I think he can lead this team, he said. That said, there we have a unique opportunity. So I called an AFC coach who I happen to have a relationship with yesterday. said, hey, man. He's like, I got a meeting I'm going into. What do you need? I'm sure I know the question. Justin Fields, I knew it. Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. He said, have you watched the tape? I said, I have. But you're an NFL coach. I'm not. He said, dude, it's not close. Come on. He said, leave the money out of it first and foremost. And you and I have talked about the salary differences. Yeah. He said, come on, just put the tape on. They're not comparable. He said, Justin's a good kid. He's a good football player. He's not that. That's a grand slam if he clicks. you got to develop him. That's on you. You guys have never done that there. He said, but you are resetting your whole offensive staff. You better get the right guys in there that can teach that kid. He said, because if he passes all your background checks... 
it's not close. He said, if you guys stick with Justin, you're the only coaching staff in the NFL that would do that. That's what he told me. It's the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. We ask you to subscribe, make sure you like, and make sure that you share our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you may be listening to the show, but imagine sharing it to another Chicago sports fan. Do that and download the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, uh, Mark Potash was really adamant to try to get his thoughts out about C.J. Stroud, asking the question about C.J. Stroud, because in that draft class, you know, C.J. Stroud really shines through because the Houston Texans are going to the playoffs, and Stroud is the quarterback for that Texans team. So the question to Ryan Poles yesterday, did he misevaluate Stroud? I don't think so at all. I think you have to take him what's best for your team. Um, so when you look at that situation and how it ended up playing out, to have DJ, to have uh, Darnell, to have Stevenson, to have the first overall and the second uh, next year, I feel like that's the best for our organization. Now, again, continuity aside, Cap, you have to do what's best for the Chicago Bears. And if you feel like you want to upgrade at the quarterback position, that's fine. But I'm just telling you before it even starts, if, the, if Justin Fields is traded or no longer part of the Chicago Bears operation, the calls will be flooding in. The social media will be flooding in. How is it that you don't make a change uh, at the head coaching position to try to upgrade that, but yet you're going to try to upgrade the quarterback position with a rookie quarterback? And again, that's still the unknown. No matter what tape that you saw, I always tell you all the time, as a college football fan, Cap, it's hard for me to sometimes evaluate what's next on the next level because I watch so much college football on Saturdays that there are certain guys you watch, you go, that guy's going to be great on Sunday. That guy is going to be great on Sunday. I think Caleb Williams can eventually be that person. Mm-hmm. Not from the jump, but I believe that he can be that person. Usually, as a college football fan, I'm just locked in on what I see on Saturdays as a great college football player. And then there's sometimes you just can't help it and say, boy, when that guy gets to play on Sunday, like a Bowers as a Georgia fan, Waddle was calling for him two years ago. He goes, can, he, can we get him now? No, Tom, you can't get him yet. Two years ago, he said he should be in the NFL. It's certain guys like that. But I, my, whole, my bigger overarching point is, is that just look forward to a lot of people saying, wait a minute, you didn't upgrade the, the head coaching position with all these candidates, and it's bigger and better now with Belichick parting ways with the, uh, with the Patriots and Pete Carroll mm-hmm. no longer with Seattle than all the other candidates we mentioned yesterday. That's going to be a hard pill to swallow for some people. You get rid of Justin, but yet Iberflus is back. I think that to the general public, especially on this show, that many would say, I'd rather have a new head coach than to replace the quarterback. Agreed. That's just, what, that's just facts based on uh, people that we talk to every day. Agreed. And again, let me be clear. Justin is a good player. He's an even better person. He's loved in that room. But Ryan Poles has to separate emotion and attachment and go, okay, which quarterback gives me the better chance to have a, the, the advantage every week? Because there is no dispute that to this moment, we have the fourth best quarterback in the division if Kirk Cousins is back in Minnesota. Sure. There is no metric where you can look. Hope is not a metric. Fandom is not a metric. Kirk Cousins has thrown how many times for 4,000 yards? Jordan Love is markedly better than our guy. Jared Goff is in the playoffs and has taken another team to a Super Bowl. So stop. We have the fourth best coach in the division. Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell's a better football coach. Matt LaFleur? Matt LaFleur's 10-0 against the Bears. He's a better coach. Kevin O'Connell? He's a better coach. So sorry. That's where we're at. 
and we fired our OC, who was the fourth best in the division in that role. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will tell you that when uh, we hear from Kevin Warren and we hear from Ryan Poles regarding the Bears cap, there's this feeling that that the Bears were able to pull the nose up the pl- of the Chicago Bears playing because of how they played in the second half of the season. They feel that that momentum can carry them. And I just say that that Packer loss and that Browns loss tells me that you kind of not necessarily a square one, but you and you did make improvements because you can't deny the three three wins or seven wins. But I will just tell you this: like all I can tell you is that you could tell me how hard that you work and that how obsessed you are of making the Chicago Bears a champion. But it's all about results. I heard Kevin Warren up there for thirty eight minutes talk about how he couldn't sleep the last the previous couple of nights because the Bears lost against the Packers. And that he lives downtown. He makes that drive to Lake Forest every single day, thinking about how he can help the Chicago Bears be a champion. That sounds great. I put it on a T shirt, put it on an obvious shirt. But it, all that is eyewash until you actually see the results. They feel three to seven wins is good, and I think that is good. But what's next after that? After that, what, what's, what, what's the next uh, shoe to drop after that? Like, yes, the improvement is there. But then what are you doing at quarterback? Then what are you doing for offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator? This is why this is a, such a big offseason. You're trying to fill not only players on the field, but also in your coaching staff. Whoever the, the offensive coordinator is for Fields or for Caleb Williams, you know how huge this is? It can't just be some faceless, just regular name, Cap. It's, it's got to be someone that's dynamic, that can be able to reimagine this offense more than just running the football, whoever the quarterback is. Correct. I'm just like, it, it's huge. Now that you've drawn a line in the sand, and I know that you've seen your social media like I've seen mine over the last 12 hours of people pissed off that Iberflus is coming back, saying that the Bears settled with all these coaching candidates, that this is, the, this is what you decide to do. Uh, for the sake of continuity, you brought back your head coach. So you know this has to be a splash hire, this OC, right? Correct. And the quarterback uh, s- scenario, which you're going to be able to come through with, whatever your decision is, that's got to be a splash too. But let me ask you a question. If you were a hot OC, the Bears have already put in a request to talk to Shane Waldron, who's on the market because Pete Carroll got let go in Seattle. We're brunching that name as a head coaching candidate. Correct. Mm-hmm. People really like him. Okay, you're Shane Waldron. You're Eric Bieniemy. Just pick three or four of the hot names. Why are you taking this job? Unless you're going to get to coach Caleb Williams. You get a multi-year deal for multi-millions of dollars to come here. Because you're asking them, hey, why not turn all those other jobs down. Come here and coach a guy that in his first three years hasn't been good enough. By any metric. And the head coach... Going into next year, has two seasons left on his contract. At the end of next year, if you struggle, he's going into his lame duck year. Pretty easy to fire and buy out. And then what happens to you and your family who you moved here and put your kids in school potentially? So you you think, wait a minute, I can go to Washington with a new head coach and a new quarterback, probably Drake May or Jaden Daniels, whoever goes two, or you trade up to one. You get a multi-year deal, and you're on the t- same timeline as your coach. Uh, that looks like a better opportunity. Yes. Or you can go to New England with a new quarterback and a new head coach and a new era in football there. Or you can go with a new head coach and coach Justin Herbert. Well, listen, as an assistant, as a former assistant coach, as you were, you know beggars can't be choosers. I'll, I'll answer the question now. Uh, it sounds like a job that you would not take. Uh, 
armed with the knowledge that you might be there for a year. It would depend how hot I am as a coordinator. Well, if I'm just begging for, if I'm Luke Getze, part two, yeah. begging for a job, okay, I'll take Chicago. They'll pay me well. I'm there for, I think assistant coaches usually get two-year deals unless you're the top of the top. But if I'm a hot candidate, oh, wow, Shane Waldron's available or this guy's available. Dude, you're going to the best situation where you feel there's stability and a chance to win and then become a head coach. I'll answer the, I'll answer the question for you. You ask why. Because sometimes, Kevin, as, as I just mentioned, beggars can't be choosers. If you're looking for a job to be an OC and some of the other jobs that in which you could possibly be there for two, three, four years, you know, along with the new head coach, if that job's not available, you got to take a job. If you feel like the Chicago Bears is the best opportunity to be able to coach, say, Caleb Williams or Drake May, the quarterback, then you take that job. Eric Bieniemy had to know that Ron Rivera is going to be fired in Washington. But yeah. he took the job anyway. Correct. Now, no one told him. That it wasn't an anchor tied to his ass. He could have stayed in Kansas City. But he got tired of not being able to be in a position to be a head coach. And so he needed to show on his resume, away from Kansas City, I could be successful in Washington. He had to know that... Washington was just okay, but not good enough to be even a playoff team this year. And he took the job anyway. So to answer your question, why would you take the job? Because it's opportunity. It's opportunity. And then let me give you a point two on this. The second point of this is this whole thing with Eberflus. We keep having that feeling of continuity. Mm -hmm. As you say with the Bulls, it's it's known as the Settlers. Bears could win seven games next year with whoever the quarterback is and whoever they bring in. Yeah. You know what? Eberflus won't be fired after year three. And that's why we hear the rumblings and the rumor innuendo about, well, for continuity's sake, there might be an extension. But it sounded like yesterday there was no extension. I don't think the question, if you extended him, but what we kept hearing from people covering it yesterday was, nope, he's got two years left. No, there's no extension. Well, the team president's got him as the next Dick Vermeil. Right. You, you heard it. I did. I mean, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you that... Yes, it sounds like a lame duck situation, even for the offensive coordinator that's going to be here, because who knows what the Bears are going to be next year. What I'm saying is, is that if the Bears are seven wins or better, Cap, Mm -hmm. there will be talk of an extension, secret or not, that Iberflus will continue to be here. And again, from the jump, I didn't think that he was the right hire, but I understood that he was a hire that was put in place, I thought, to get over the hump. This was obvious to me as a Bears fan, as obvious as it was to upgrade the White Sox managerial position to get a World Series championship. The Cubs in that situation, Cubs are doing it now. The Cubs are doing it now by trying to get Craig Council saying we can be better than David Ross. As painful as that might be for some Cub fans, that's what the Cubs felt. We can do better than David Ross. The same thing with the White Sox. They felt, let's bring our own guy in and Gian. The Blackhawks, the same thing. We love you, Dennis Savard, but we have Joel Quinville in place. We think that we can get over the hump. We feel like we're close. So the Bears could have done the same thing, but for the sake of continuity, they did not. So what I'm saying is, for this new OC, it may not be one year out or two years are out. If the Bears are successful, Iberflus is going to be here for a while. I, I, I honestly believe that because when I hear from Warren talking about his good old days of the Rams and Vikings, I'm like, okay. All right, you're going to try to keep it all together no matter what because they are confident they're not cocky. They're convinced that this Bears team could be able to get to the next level after the seven-win season this year. Okay, show me. Exactly. That's We're going to find out. So after all the news yesterday, where are you uh, with the decision that the Bears made? 
312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. We're talking to you about the Bears. Paul spoke, Warren spoke, Eberflew spoke. So where are you at with the decision that the Bears made? Eberflus stays as the head coach, and they fired the, some of the members of the offensive staff, including Luke Getze. Your thoughts on the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show next. Here's today's headline headline with Cap'n J. Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. Bears held a lengthy press conference yesterday after making the decision to retain head coach Matt Eberflus in 2024 while moving on from most of their offensive staff, including Luke Getze and quarterback coach Andrew Janoco. Breaking news this morning as we walked in. The New England Patriots and Bill Belichick made a mutual decision. He will not continue as the head coach of the team, ending a 24-year tenure with the club that saw six Super Bowl championships. He still wants to coach. Another surprising coaching change. Seattle Seahawks made the decision to end Pete Carroll's 14-year run as their head coach, moving him into an advisory role. He says he was pushed out. Yet another coaching change, Nick Saban. Maybe the greatest college coach of all time announced yesterday he's retiring, ending a 28-year career as a head coach at Toledo, Michigan State, LSU, and Alabama. He was once offered the Bears job. He won six national titles in 16 years at Tuscaloosa. He also won a title at LSU, and the Bulls beat the Rockets last night in overtime, 124-119. Kobe White again led the team in scoring with... 30 points. Zach Levine was outstanding as well. Jay Moore. Cap and Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. And one other headline that broke this morning. The Bears will be the home team for a game in London next season. Means they give up a home game here. They will be at Tottenham Stadium opponent TBD. Let's go, Maine. Let's go, Danny. <laughs> oh, God. Come on now. You send York to the draft with Carm. You send Waddle and Sylvie all over the place. How about the morning show is doing the sh- afternoon thing in London? That's right. It would be the afternoon show in London. Love to see it. Never Let's be- go. Come on, Danny. Let's see what We're happens. Come on, you baby. Yeah. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. After all of the news yesterday, where are you at with the decision that the Bears made? You heard from Cap and I and our thoughts. Uh, let's hear your thoughts now as we go to the phone lines. Dayton, Ohio, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Ralph on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing, guys? What's, What's up, up Ralph? Ralph? How are you, buddy? Hey, so I know hopefully I get to, I know you guys don't have a lot of time, so hopefully I can explain. I, I don't like the fact that we didn't change our coaching. Um, we could have changed our coaching uh, decision. I felt like Pose was kind of soft on that, but I felt like, honestly, he had his hands uh, held behind his back. I feel like ownership is kind of in, in, his, in, his, in his back pocket, so to speak. I can't prove it. But I really honestly nope. believe... I disagree that with that, but go ahead. You're entitled to your opinion. I, well, I mean, you, you know, you guys keep saying that he hired Pose, but Pose was one of the finalists before he got hired. So, of course, as he as him being one of the finalists, he's not going to tell the owner, well, yeah, I don't like the people you hire because he wants the job. So I feel like that's a whole other story. Um, with, the, with the Justin Fields thing, I'm a, I'm an old Bears fan. I've been there with Mark Hatley. Mm-hmm. Way before Jerry Angelo, so I, I've seen a lot of Bears stuff. 
So when you say Justin Fields fans, I'm a Bears first. But when you say Justin Fields fans, you got to understand a lot of people get upset because you guys changed the narrative. You say he's been there for three years and hasn't produced, but you don't also highlight that in those three years he had two different systems and one year was a lame duck system. That's just not true. Have, That's just not that. You but, know, here, here's the Let me finish. No, let, no, no, let me, no, 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 it's a conversation. It, you don't, you okay. don't, but it, I was speaking, but I'll shut up. No, we, you, we're going to have a conversation. Do we, are we going to have that or not? Because I'll, I'll be glad yeah, to move I, on. I said, I said we can. Okay. 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 So the, what I would tell you is, is that when you say that there's a narrative, then, then you're not mm-hmm. listening to the show. Because if you've been listening to the show, you've heard me say that when you fail as an or when you fail, you fail as an organization. That means that's not just Justin Fields. That means Luke Getze in the system. That means Matt Eberflus as well. When we talk about the offense, it's funny we never talk well, about so the head how coach. How would that make Fields not good enough if the system failed him? Then so that means he's part of he because he's talented. part of that system. That's why it's all it's all right, encompassing. But that doesn't mean. But that does because he's got failed. Those all I'm saying, Jay Hood doesn't mean that he doesn't have potential to be good. Like Jay, Drew Brees was in San Diego, and they let him go to New Orleans. So we're going to give up on Drew Brees? I mean, come on, man. Like, he can be good. Now, if you guys feel like Caleb Williams is better than Justin Fields, I get it. I don't see it. I don't think he's no Peyton Manning. I don't think he's no uh, Lamar Jackson. But if we if Pose feels like he needs to go with it, that's one thing. But I don't see where he's better than Justin well, Fields. Then you I don't haven't watched the I don't tape. see it. Because every single analyst I have talked to that breaks down tape Looks at Caleb Williams and goes, "Oh my God!" Well, yeah, I mean, it's other people like Chase Daniels and Chris Long that says we should stay with, uh, you know, Justin Fields. They're and we'll talking be just about as the good. trade hall. I'm talking about comparing the two guys on tape. No, no, I'm saying that's other people that saying that uh, that has the opposing viewpoint other than yourself, Cap. Because last last night I listened to your, uh, I was on YouTube. Uh-huh. He said, and, and I heard what Olin said. Olin said that if everything went good with Caleb that he would go there, but that's if everything is blown away. But this is the thing. Who's to say that Caleb, I mean, you guys, I mean, who, who are we going to train? Who's going to train Caleb Williams? That's what they have to hire. They got to go out and get, whether that's Shane Waldron or you, somebody who can train a quarterback, period. Shay, what does Drew Brees have to do with this? Drew Brees went to a Pro Bowl in San Diego. Drew Brees won Comeback Player of the Year in San Diego. He had a 27-touchdown, 7-interception season, threw for 3,500 yards. That's a whole different situation. Drew Brees had a season Justin Fields would only have in his dreams. What does it have to do with this? Hoodie, I don't get, like, I get people being concerned. Yes. First-round quarterbacks... X percent of the time they bust. Do me a favor. What percent of the time do quarterbacks who were bad for three years suddenly become great in year four? Well, I guess exactly. I, I, you know, so that point is is a very good one. And I will say this: I, you know, uh, people like Ralph, and you love the passion, but the idea that you're not sure what's happening to the quarterback, don't take that out on us. We don't have a narrative. The nar- when I say that when the Bears failed, it's everybody. You're trying to put Justin in a box like he's your favorite toy, and you blame everybody else. That's nonsense. I know it's 2024 because you, you never look in the mirror. You blame somebody else. But the idea that Justin Fields is not part of the problem is nonsense. It is everything. The offense was broken, and Justin was part of that. This whole thing that he's like this innocent victim of circumstance is nonsense. Agreed. So, I completely agree with just, you. It's just, look... Because you are not sure about what's happened with Justin Fields, don't take it out on us. 
You, you have your opinion on Justin Fields. If you stand, you know, stand ten toes down on Justin Fields and say, this is, should be the guy, fine. But don't, that's, that's not our decision. That's the Bears' decision on what they're going to do with the quarterback. Totally agree with you. Has, there's no, you know, I, I'm so sick and tired of people saying we're pushing a narrative. The only narrative I want is the Bears to win. And if Justin Fields could get us where we want to go, let's go. Because he checks a lot of good boxes. But I aspire to be the very best. Yeah, well, again, if, if we're pushing narratives, they've got to pay me more around here, a lot more. If there's narratives, you're going to pay me a lot more. Correct. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Chicago Ridge, here's Ahmad on ESPN 1000. Ahmad, good morning. Good morning, Captain J. Hood. How are you guys? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this stupid narrative. Every year, there's every what, two or three years, there's a press conference with the GM. And you have the uh, president or whatever and whatnot. I don't know what's going on in our house hall anymore. They're sitting there telling us we're going to be Green Bay. We need continuity. And they're preaching that yesterday. They're preaching continuity. So if you're preaching continuity, stability, that means you're keeping Justin Fields, right? Uh, I, don't, they, I don't know. They didn't say that. They've been, I mean, uh, Kevin Warren was sitting there preaching continuity when he was on the Rams. It took three years. In year three, first two years, we failed. Next year, we went to the playoffs. And it looks like he's following that, that, that blueprint. I don't understand why they're keeping Matt Eberfuss as the head coach when you have Jim Harbaugh undefeated at Michigan and won the national title. This guy's a proven winner. What he's done in San Francisco. And he's going to go out and say, hey, no, we didn't call him. Do your due diligence, bro. You're the GM. Do your damn due diligence. Okay, the one thing I would say to you, Ahmad, you cannot be calling, in my opinion, having worked for an NBA team and coached, you cannot go talk to other candidates and have a guy sitting there right next to Ryan Poles. Did you talk to Jim Harbaugh? Oh, yeah, we went down the road, but we decided to keep this guy. You can't do it. You cut his legs off in that room. Well, if you, I mean, are you married, Ahmad? Yes. Okay, are you going out interviewing and dating other women before you go, all right, I'll stay with her? No. Damn. No, you're not. You're married. Well, Cap, I'm talking about sports here. And this is a but it's the same thing. It's a relationship business. Either you're keeping that. That's my coach right there. I'm married okay. to that guy. Or we fired Coach Eberflus and we are discussing multiple options, knowing they're going down the road with Jim Harbaugh. I can tell okay. you they were never, ever interested in him. Amai, we appreciate the telephone call. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. And Ahmad says, you know, is he's cautious. He said, oh, they're going to keep Justin Fields, right? Well, you know what? If, the, if Justin Fields is the quarterback for 2024, uh, as I've always said, Cap, fine. You want him to be the quarterback next year? I have no problem with that as long as you find a way to win, to supply him with enough talent and for Justin Fields to take it to another step as well. If Justin Fields is returning, I have no problem with it as long as you're giving him even more talent and for Justin Fields to elevate his game as well. I can't, I, they, I, can't, I can't say that any clearer. Agreed. And I think they have failed Justin setting him up for failure. That, that, I truly believe that. At the same time, though, it's also on the player to be able to improve as well. And the one thing I would love to ask Ryan Pace, and he'll never – I've asked him to come on. He'll never do that, and I get it. He works for the Falcons now. When he drafted Mitchell Trubisky, he said to the public, and he said privately, because I was there when he said it, I am not going to play that kid at all as a, as a rookie. Sure. At all. Oh, we're 0-4. Glennon doesn't look very good. All right, put him in. Why? 
Where's your plan? The, the Chiefs didn't panic. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. Aaron Rodgers sat for three. Jordan Love sat for three. I know there are other cases of other guys stepping in like C.J. Stroud and winning as a rookie. Mitchell Trubisky was not ready to play. Now, I'm not telling you he would have turned into a star had they not done that. He wasn't good enough. But the same thing was said with Justin. And we all mocked Nagy. What do you mean he's not ready? He wasn't wasn't ready. ready. And they didn't have the infrastructure to support him. So he gets thrown out there, destroyed in his first game at Cleveland. And it was downhill from there that season. And then you go to last year and we're going to rip all the talent off. And, hey, Justin, good luck to you, man. Amir Smith-Marset, your guy. That's the best you got at receiver, basically. And Mooney. Don't do that. And then this year, okay, we gave you DJ Moore and we upgraded the offense line just a little. Guess what? He hasn't been put in the best position. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. And uh, don't forget, we got Shot or No Shot. That comes your way at 8 o'clock. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Thursday. It's a Deal Breakers Thursday on Captain Jay Hood. We'll have that coming up for you at 8.35. As we go back to the phone lines and talk to you, we will say hello to Tony in Downers Grove on ESPN 1000 with Captain Jay Hood. Good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm outstanding. Thanks, guys. What's on your mind this morning? So I've been thinking about this while I'm on hold. And uh, what do you think is the faster timeline to Poles getting fired? Whether he takes a chance on one of these talents in the draft or if he stands pat and plays the game of building the team, building the lines, I think that buys him more time. Yeah, I don't think he's. that's even something remotely close because they love him. And the roster's gotten markedly better, Tony. Now, if okay. you tell me he keeps Justin Fields and the Bears finish dead last in the division again next year, <laughs> and that's fine, and Caleb Williams leads a team to the playoffs like C.J. Stroud is as a rookie <laughs> and looks like an, a pro bowler, that will be a very indicting problem for him to have to navigate. Right, right. I mean, I just feel like watching the Bears for 40 years, you know, all these people that say, draft MHJ, you know, do this, do that. They don't operate that way. I've never seen them make the splashy pick. Right. They're going to build. They're going to get all the capital. They're going to, you know, to the casual fan, they're going to draft boring linemen, you know, defensive and offensive. And it just seems like they're not going to make that splashy pick that everyone wants them to make. Poles going to try to build through the lines, which that's great. I agree. But I think you're right, Cap, that if uh, Williams or Drake May turn out to be something special, it's going to be hard to hide from that. No question. Well, Appreciate the call. I want you to think about this. This is a season now, and we'll get more into it when we go around the NFL. I don't know if I can remember more quality. I mean, top-notch coaching candidates is available like this, and this, and the Bears decide to punt on it. This is a off-season now that has Bill Belichick in it, that has Pete Carroll in it, that has Mike Vrabel in it. And, you know, uh, names Jim of that Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh will be going to the NFL. And the Bears said, no, nah, we're good with Matt Eberflus. Okay. Well, it goes to my thought, as I told you before, Cap, that uh, Poles at least will get two coaches. He'll get two regimes at the very least. Mm-hmm. He's not ready to go to the second regime yet. 
Correct. That's why Matt Eberflus is in place. He feels like, okay, another year. This will be year three or four on the contract of Eberflus. Mm-hmm. But again, just as, as it would be difficult to pass on this draft class as far as the quarterbacks, the same thing with the head coaches. Think about that. You're telling us as Bears fans, yeah, you know that Belichick's available. Yeah, Harbaugh could be. Yeah, but we like stability. We like continuity. We want to go to Matt Eberflus. Okay. All right. Better be right. Shot or no shot in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.